Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shifted Radio. I'm Mike. Today we have a really special guest on the show. He's a member of our Shifted team. Zach McCullough is here to join us. Zach played in three seasons in the OHL, playing with the Owen Sound Attack, the Sudbury Wolves, and the Ottawa 67s. He then moved on to play five seasons of U-Sports at the University of Prince Edward Island. Then he graduated to the pros, playing three seasons in the East Coast Hockey League. Zach now owns Apex Hockey Training, and he is assistant coach of the minor midget AAA Barry Colts. He's also involved in player development in the Barry Zone AAA organization. Zach, welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure, good sir. It's been uh, it's been some time. How are you doing? I am doing very well. How are you doing over in uh, Denmark? I am I am very well, thank you. Our team finished the regular season yesterday, and we are looking forward to playoffs now. We got a week and a half off because we uh, managed to squeak into the top six that get a, a bye into the playoffs, and seven through ten play like a play-in round. So. Oh, okay. Oh, nothing wrong with a little rest. Rest is a weapon. Yeah. Was, a wise man once told me. Rest yeah. <laughs> absolutely is. Absolutely is. But you know what? There's no traffic on the extra mile, though. So, no, you know what? We're, we're <laughs> so, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm busy uh, on the ice. If I'm not on the ice, it's usually uh, trying to study or, or read as much as possible about the game and, and learn as much as I can. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're a student of the game. I know you are. <laughs> I try to be. I try to stay up to date, and I watch a ton of hockey games now. I don't. Uh, I didn't really spend a whole lot of time watching NHL games or OHL games when I was playing, but now that I'm uh, as involved in the game from the skills and development side of things, I myself watching. It's, it's non nonstop games, whether it's <laughs> NHL or or OHL games too. Yeah, what do you uh, what do you find to be more entertaining? Um, I love watching the NHL games. Like, I love I love the like the details and the execution and like the precision of the NHL game. But mm-hmm. um, I really enjoy the OHL stuff too, just because I work with with uh, quite a few kids that are in the OHL right now, or or have graduated or or working their way in. Um, so it's nice to see the, to see those guys develop into OHL players and, and uh, you know, to kind of see them help them along in their journey. For sure, for sure. That's the, uh, it's the essence of what we're doing here. And it's the greatest thing, isn't it? Like when you get to work with kids who, you know, you see so much of yourself in, like when you were that age, and then, you know, you, you feel like you just want to help them because you, you knew how impressionable you were at, at that age and you just – you want to really do whatever you can to help this kid reach their goals. Yes, uh, it's a lot of fun. I love seeing seeing kids get better when when you know they start feeding off of your your time and effort. Um, it's nice to see kids that show up and are are motivated. I, I I think kids are kind of more driven or more motivated as a whole than than they were back when when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just because of social media and there's so much more information out there and whether it's Twitter or Instagram, everything kind of feels a little bit closer, like within your graphs instead of For like, sure. you know, if you're in the, if you're in the OHL, like back then, I think the NHL just seemed like so far away. Right. For some guys. Yeah. Yeah. But, Cause uh, you can never connect. Right. Like this, the whole yeah, point of think, like, what we're doing here is connecting. Is, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, and just everybody's now got access to like skill development or coaches or, and I think everybody's just so much more knowledgeable too, where, um, you know, you just get that much more insight now than, than maybe you didn't uh, 10, 15 years ago. For sure. For sure. So let's go, I mean, let's go take you, take it back. Well, first of all, let's give the listeners some context. Like, where are you right now? What are you doing? I'm, <laughs> give the people to... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm in Barrie, Ontario at national training rinks. Um, and I you're mid lesson right now, or what? I, I I was just on the ice with uh, with the kid, and I've um, ran up to the conference room up here to. Yeah, you managed to, uh, to squeeze us you into your schedule. I appreciate that. <laughs> I pretend <laughs> like I'm busy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's called hustle, right there. Hey, listen, that's how 
that's how we make it. We do these things that, you know, not, nobody else sees, but, you know, we just do them. And that's how you're doing, you know, good things now in your uh, post-playing career. And, and I've been following you, obviously, because we're friends and all that stuff. But it's been really good to watch, you know, you develop into that role. And, you know, you can start to see how you're influencing these kids. And I've seen some of the kids that you're working with and, you know, they're, they're really getting some good, valuable feedback from you. So I guess we'll, we'll, we'll take it back a little bit to when you were that age. So when you talk to me about your OHL playing days. Um, I first went to Owen Sounds. I was just in, uh, just got invited to camp to Owen Sound. I was never drafted or anything. I showed up and it was kind of like two days in there. They're doing exit meetings with guys or, or just kind of bringing everybody in and talking to you. Um, and I walk in and they're like, all right, Zach, like we think you had a real good camp. We'd like you to stay. Oh. So it was kind of, it was kind of like, I didn't, didn't know what to expect. And then 48 hours in, I was, I was uh, signing with the Owen sound attack. So it was kind of like overnight I end up and I'm sitting in a room like, across from like Bobby Ryan, who just gone second overall too. So it was, it was kind of <laughs> like, you know, you go playing. I played junior A in Kuchiching and now I'm sitting across from a guy that just went and picked behind Sidney Crosby, right? Like it's kind of surreal. And it's almost like you're a little, you little starstruck. Like, do I really belong here right now? But, uh, well, how, then, I mean, yeah, expand on that because it's really good for these kids to, you know, hear that kind of stuff. Cause there's, I'm sure a lot of kids that are in your scenario and your situation, you know, either this year or uh, this upcoming year. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of, I remember and sitting across from him and it was like, he's, he's that good. Like you watch him on TV or, or if you're a 16 year old, that's just been drafted high and you're going to play for like London and then, you've got first rounders or you're going to wherever and there's first rounders on that team. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a strange feeling that, that now you're, now you're in the same dressing room as those guys. But yeah, also I think it's important to remember like that you, you deserve to be there too. Like somebody has a chance on you because they like what they see. And, you know, as much as, uh, um, it takes a lot of time and effort and hard work. Like it's, I think it's important to remember right. that like, you've, you've, you've earned, you know, you can yeah, kind of absolutely. stuff up in and it's nice, but I mean, the work's not done, but it is, it's, you're allowed to like, yeah, enjoy you know, that. Enjoy it. Yeah. You can enjoy it. You still got to stick to the process and, and keep chipping away and doing the things that got you there, but you can enjoy some of those, those things. Like I remember the first time, like, when all the reps come in and you get you're trying on skates and you're looking at sticks and that sort of stuff, like mm -hmm. you're, you're like, you're like, remember what that was like when oh, you, yeah. you get this stuff for free now? <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't wait for them to give me my first coho torpedo two yeah. piece stick. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Those are the things like, I think that <laughs> at that level that, that, you know, make the hard work, um, you know, it's a little, little bit of a payback. Yeah, the final. Or you details, walk in the dressing right? room, like Owen Sound's dressing room is is awesome. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember walking in and never seeing a dressing room like that. It was kind of like, a, you know, um, nice yeah. that nice that I I could see like what what working hard was was getting me. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like I played in a lot of different places, as you see, but. Uh, I played in a lot of different places and that gives me the opportunity to reflect back. And really, I mean, being from Ontario and, and having played in the OHL for both of us, I, I really think we kind of undervalue the prestige, even, even though we knew at the time, like, Hey, the OHL is like awesome. But when I go and I see all the places that these kids are playing in across the world and their, you know, their facilities and all that, like we kind of take it for granted and, like, they really do a good job with the, in the whole Canadian Hockey League. But, you know, for our experiences, we're talking about the OHL. Like, the, it, there's just – there's a lot going on. And there's there's a lot that we have access to, even as 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21-year-olds. Yeah, absolutely. It's 
you know, there's a lot, there's far worse places to be, right? Like, oh yeah, it's uh, oh, it's, yeah. A, it's definitely a, a privilege to be playing in the OHL, right? Like, it's it's definitely not a right, that's for sure. And uh, um, you know, it's difficult to get there and and all that whole thing, but it's definitely definitely a, a privilege to to play in the league, and it's important, like, to to keep doing what got you there and strive to get to the next level. But um, like I said, like, you know, you you can, you can give yourself a pat on the back for making it there, but continue to stay focused on where you want to go. Right. Yeah. It all depends on, you know, what your aspirations are and where you, where you see yourself going and you know, what you, what you want to achieve. I mean, there's no wrong answer when you're talking about what each individual wants to achieve and what makes them happy. Right. it's not like, you know, my level of happiness is going to be totally different from yours and, and the next person's. And what I'm trying to accomplish is totally different from the next person, right? So I think the more we become self-aware in that respect, it's going to lead to us having better results just in, in general. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then you, uh, you went on to where? In Ottawa you were at next? No, University of Prince Edward Island. Okay, UPI, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yep. so yeah, how was how was that? How was that experience in, in youth sports? And, you know, there's a not not a lot of um, had on the show so far have been that route. So, actually, nobody else has been that route, I don't think. So, what was that like? So, I went uh, – I really enjoyed my time out there. It was, it was an awesome school and awesome uh, – people involved it's very like the alumni out there is very tight-knit mm-hmm. um so it's uh you know there's always somebody out to help you whether need, if you're staying out there and you need a summer job and that whole thing but I'd, uh, i had known a couple guys that were going out so there's maybe like four or five of us that, that knew each other um, um and then we all ended up going out there um, and we had some good teams out there it was a lot of fun it's we were right in um, Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, and um, we all stay in contact. I still spend time out there in the summertime. And, uh, mm-hmm. Charlottetown as a community is awesome. I loved it out there. The hockey program is is uh, top notch. The coach Forby McPherson's a great guy. He's he's extremely knowledgeable when it comes to hockey, and and uh, out there for probably it's got to be creeping up on ten years coaching. Okay, mm-hmm. something like that. So he's uh, he does a good job, and you know I don't uh, I don't think he's ever missed a practice. Oh, uh, nice. He loves getting on the ice. And <laughs> it's like whether it's we used to practice once or twice a week, six a.m. and then four Ooh. four p.m. and it's yeah, and he's he's like gung ho, pushing the pace, banging his stick, getting <laughs> guys fired up. Like it's it's easy to feed off that energy. Yeah, it's that's the it's kind of the role of the you know the coach when you sometimes you know you want to get the most out of your players, so you kind of got to give them a little bit of you know a, a spark sometimes, right? As a coach, yeah. I mean, you're probably seeing that now probably a little bit more clearly. Yeah, I'm in our practices. I'm I'm flying around the ice and banging my <laughs> stick and like whacking guys on the shin pads and chasing kids down and anything to to get them to continue to push themselves. Cause I'm, I mean, I know it's not easy for you to push yourself for an hour and 30 minutes in a practice, right? Like that's a long time to, yeah. to keep trying to push and push and push and push. So, you know, you need a little extra kick once in a while. And, you know, if that's me skating around huffing and puffing and, and leaking just as much as these kids, yeah. I'm all for it just to, if they want to work hard, then, then I've got no problem pushing myself in practice and, and trying to help them get better. For sure. And they can see that you're leading by example. So, which is great. That's, uh, that's awesome. So what are you up to now? So I, I know you got apex and, you know, you're doing some skill instruction and I know you guys are, uh, you're actually in the OMHA finals with the Barry team, correct? Yeah, we start, uh, we start the OMHAs at St. Andrews college, on friday oh, nice. we're, we're there so there's there's five teams there um and then i believe it's the top four qualify for the ohl cup too so 
Oh, it'd nice. Be, uh, it'd be icing on the cake to get through. And I think it's that's OHL Cups, the last 20, 20 teams, so or the top mm-hmm. 20 teams that are still remaining. So it would be nice to get there. And the competition is, I mean, we played a lot of the top teams in tournaments and stuff like that, but it is, it's crazy how good kids are these days. I can't even believe it. You know, like last year we covered uh, a bunch of the OHL Cup and we went and we, you know, got to know some of the kids that were there. And, you know, like obviously it's a, a big event now and they, they do a good job with it. But the quality of the players is getting, you know, significantly higher. And, you know, you can just tell they're doing something, right? Like they're doing something other than just practicing. So, why don't you talk to us a little bit about how you view skill development? Uh, as far as depending on what I'm doing, if it's got a group or an individual or a team, like I, I somewhat run it basically the same. I try and keep a pretty familiar structure so that everybody, um, I can kind of minimize downtime and whether it's an hour or an hour and a half, I try and keep everybody moving as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I, let's just say I've got a team on tonight. Um, so what I'll do, as soon as I get them on the ice, I'll just throw them out there and I'll just throw a bunch of pucks out there and get them to um, grab one, stand still, just hit a whistle and it'll be stick handle. Next whistle will be toe drag. We'll just go back and forth um, as I get uh, get my nets and cones and all that sort of stuff set up. and. Um, and then we'll hop into usually some skating and I'll do some edges and that sort of stuff with them inside, outside. Um, keep it moving as quick as possible. Uh, we'll go into some drills. Usually my, I'll do three or four drills and kind of progress into uh, two players and, and give it a um, kind of a small area game look without incorporating three players and five players or something like that, right? Like I try and keep it into <clears throat> into a bit of a progression working into two, three players. Um, and then we'll go into some stations, try and keep my stations to like two kids, three kids at the very most. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be a variety of different things like stick handling. Um, now we'll focus on like, you know, getting your arms off your body and protecting your puck or, or a loose bottom hand and allowing it to slide or th- those types of things. Um, we'll always incorporate kind of like a net front drill. I, I love seeing guys like Crosby and Tarasenko, all the one knees, dropping the knee all the time, like in home plate yeah, yeah, one, yeah, or stuff like that. So we'll always try and incorporate stuff like that a lot of the drills and and stuff i do with kids i'll see in an nhl game like if i see somebody do something doesn't necessarily need to be a goal but uh just a you know, just a play just something, a, yeah like if it's a cool i've seen dowdy do a do a, an escape move and it'll just kind of create a progression out of that mm-hmm. um, as a station little things like that 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 to me sounds like hockey IQ right there. <laughs> that I mean, when you're you're telling me right now that you're building your hockey IQ as a coach because you're watching hockey and you're learning from it and you're going to teach someone else about it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, my my hour and hour and a half sessions will, you know, usually start off technical and then we'll start speeding it up and then um, we'll get into a game game like scenarios and then we'll do a whole bunch of battles and small area stuff and um, you know any any kind of thing that I can relate to a game that they're going to see a whole lot of like mm-hmm. um, you know stick battles we'll do we'll do uh, stick handling you know I like doing a lot of fillers as I'm moving stuff around just so that um, they're not standing still and waiting for me because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I mean doesn't matter what arena you're at nowadays like an hour of ice is expensive so yeah especially if you're if you're going out of your way and to come to me like as much as i want the kids to get better i want the parents that are watching it to see like wow this guy's working extremely hard and i want them to feel like they're getting value out of it too for sure and that's probably uh like a huge thing is to you know when you 
I'm just thinking, you know, like when you're going to do a lot of these camps and a lot of these uh, work with coaches and skill instructors, the parents are probably just watching like hawks to see what's going on, right? I mean, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. but because because they care, they 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 want to see their you know, right, but also you know they're they're investing their time and their money into into us as the coaches. So you know, I think you're you're on the right track by you know, telling, telling yourself that you want to give them as much value as you can. So, I mean, is that, is that, does that way, is that like, not deter you, does that help prepare you uh, a little bit more for your, um, your sessions, knowing that the parents are there watching? It helps challenge me because I'm going to, I'm, I mean, I'm going to push myself and try and challenge myself to come up with, with drills that will continue to, push these kids in and help them get better. If I can't come up with drills that challenge kids, then I'm not doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, if I'm pushing kids and I mean, they just like we talked about, like trying to push the pace and, and skate around and chase some kids like the parents like to see that stuff too. They like seeing you, you get involved and, you know, give little Johnny a tap on the shin pads or, or pull a kid aside and, you know, show them what he needs to do or that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. They want to, they all want to see that, like that interaction between their kids and, and the coach or, or myself or whoever it may be. Um, right. Like they want, they want that interaction between, with the coach, see their kid and they want to see their or myself, you know, take that extra step to get involved and, um, you know, call the kid by his name or, or that sort of thing, right? Like any, any yeah. extra that I can do that, um, you know, I think will go a long way from helping the kid get more comfortable with me and, and uh, you know, improving everybody's, you know, whether it's the parents um, talking to me afterwards or, or um, you know, the kid pushing himself on the ice. Anything that I can do to, to help uh, somebody enjoy themselves and want to continue to come back, then I'll try. For sure. For sure. It's probably, you know, th- that first session with anybody is probably so crucial because it, it it's really, you know, setting the stage for whether you're going to have retention or not between the, you and that, that kid, that player, that parent, whoever. Right. And not even, not even for, you know, the dollar amount, it's more for like, you know, building your own, confidence knowing that you can do that kind of stuff and and that the kid is actually getting something out of it Mm -hmm. i've had a a couple of people that when they first originally started coming to me we would only go for like they'd sign up for and do like one session and they'd be like we just want to make sure that there's a connection with um with our son and with you on the ice um so that's that's challenging for me because because now it's now I got to like find a way to get through the kid and, and help him yeah, the- push himself. And you know what, maybe this kid's different than 17 other kids that I see. And you know, you gotta, you gotta do something different to light a fire underneath them or something like that. Right. So yeah, the it, pressure uh, builds it for gets you me fired up. Cause now it's like, I'm like on a tryout now too. So yeah. Right? Uh, you thought your tryouts were done, but no, they're, <laughs> they're just starting. You're doing know, them eh? daily now. I know. At least I'm not as nervous anymore. <laughs> well, I think uh, you know you've been doing a good job, so that's probably why. <laughs> no, it's uh, I really yeah, it's enjoy be- like it's because I, of dates and coconut oil, though. Let's be honest. That's yeah, bulletproof. I got a goodness yeah. me goodness me grocery store around the corner from here, so I'm on the light proof coffees all the time now. Oh, bouncing beautiful. off the walls. Do you do it? What's that? Have you been Have you been doing it? The uh, the fasting and the the coffee in the morning? No, I'll I'll have a, <laughs> I'll have a coffee or two, but. I got to keep the energy up. I'm, I'm telling you, man, it'll change your whole day. <laughs> I'm no, I'm not even kidding. I, 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 I fundamentally believe it will change your whole day. You'll, you're, you thought your brain was getting active before. Just wait till you feel the mental clarity of what it's like <laughs> to pair, to pair the fasting with the, with the coffee. The, well, with the you know what? I might try it just because when you force me to switch off, quit the uh, pasta before games, I did notice a big difference. So 
Yeah. I, I mean, might just give just... it a try. You, you <laughs> haven't steered me wrong yet. So, <laughs> I mean, how long we know each other? I, I've been trying to do my best to give you the best possible advice. And I've been taking your advice too. I mean, I, I, you know, practice no dust all the time, you know, on, on the ice and stick handling, you know, get the puck, keep it on your forehand and shoot it. Uh, I've got kids in our practices doing it now. It's hilarious. <laughs> Are you just yelling at them? No dust, no dust. They, they, I have brought up no dust quite a few times to them all the time. It's <laughs> the real question is, are you one touching the puck all the time? <laughs> all the time. Oh my God. Oh man. So yeah, that's a funny story, but uh, yeah, I want to touch the puck often as well. And somehow like every time I do it, I just, you know, feel like I should go sit on the bench or something. It's weird, but <laughs> <laughs> that whole, that, um, I love Chalker. I think he's a great guy. I'm not disagreeing. I absolutely uh, believe in his reasoning behind the one touch. But uh, yeah, it was, do, I mean, it's a, just like he said, it's, it's a skill, right? Like one as anything, like under stick handling is a skill yes. or that whole thing, right? It's a skill. For sure. So I do do For it sure. a lot with kids like um, – well, it's I think like the best time to do it, drills yeah, and stuff like that. Like, we'll the do best it time to do it is in practice, so that you can at least, you know, you should like. I don't, I don't think you should go out of your way to do it. I think it's you can see guys that will go out of their way to do it, and they mess up, and then they end up shooting the puck down the ice and icing it. But I think you know, in in tight situations where you know you want to make a quick pass, you know, that could be a useful skill. So I mean, I I think that it's just a skill to have and. You know, like you, it's just like you know taking a wrist shot. Absolutely, as with anything, it's a it's a time and a place, right? Yeah, absolutely. I know we like some of our kids like to do it. They, but it, uh, you know, I don't like the kids that on our team are they're so quick and fast and skilled. Like it's almost doing them a, a disservice by getting rid of the puck as soon as they get it. Mm. Right. Like, yeah. It, true. Uh, we like doing it once in a while and. It's like it's whether we make a good play off it, it's I would still prefer them to see them move their feet and then move the puck instead of mm-hmm. just one touch it right away. At least yeah. like, you know, you get into a habit of of holding the puck and then, uh, you know, wait till somebody forces you to make a play. Don't just make a play because you want to make a play like let somebody force you and then make a good play on them mm-hmm. instead of, you know, just passing it to somebody and. Yeah, take your space and then create a play. Yeah. I mean, it's different too at the pro level when you have slightly when well, you have less time than yeah, yeah, than at minor hockey, right? So, so what uh, what are the differences between working with the back to skill development, working with the the younger kids versus like the OHL kids? We'll do a lot of a lot of the same things. Um, a lot of my drills will be the will be the same. Maybe my involvement in the drill will change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe we take something from a tight turn with a with a younger kid and turn it into like a mohawk or or an outside edge protect move or something like that. Like we'll switch up little things um, as kids get older, but on the whole, it's not a not a massive night and day change. Like. Um, still still similar drills like we'll, we'll like i just said we'll transition a, a tight turn to a outside edge protector or just subtle changes like that maybe i'm i've got one of those blue blocker pads and and i'll just make contact with the kid as he's going through the beginning of a drill stuff like that just to you know add another layer of difficulty as kids get older but for sure for sure similar, it's important. very very similar stuff um um, but it's, uh, I mean, it's not drastic changes. I like, I like to keep it on this side of player development and not, not use skill development all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's, that's I think good. player development, you're kind of like helping the player get better, whether it's with and without the puck and in various situations, skill development to me kind of sounds like you're teaching a kid to stick handle in a phone booth. And I mean, that's great, but there's so much more to the game than, um, you know, just, just stick handling. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like just doing yeah. a couple toe drags 
and that sort of stuff. It's there's so much more, and it kind of now I kind of got myself transitioning into like systems and that sort of stuff. But everything mm-hmm. there's a time and a place for everything in in my yes. I think it's important yeah. that systematically you you unroll everything. Properly. Yeah, the progression of it all. Yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll do drills with with kids where they chip a puck at the blue line and then go go like inside edge mohawk and then pick it up the hash marks and drive to the net stuff like that right like that's mm-hmm. that's right out of the game mm-hmm. you know somebody wants to stand up on the blue line at you chip it by him mohawk into an area and win your foot race just instead of or skate it you know with it with different drills that will come up with but now you're kind of like giving them different wrinkles that they're going to see you know, game to game throughout the season, then and it kind of prepares them a little bit more for what they're going to see and kind of kind of starts the IQ in there. Um, for sure, recognizing for sure. various plays that they're going to see in a game, and oh, I I remember practicing that, and now we're not thinking about stuff as much, and we're just kind of boom, 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 reacting to something, chipping in, block, pick it up, and you know, pass or something like that. Yeah, like I think the philosophy of player development is to empower the kids or empower the athlete with like all the skills and all the tools to be able to use them at any time, to recall them at any time during a game because the game moves so differently than a structured do this drill. The game, like anything could happen at any moment. So I think the the role of player development is to kind of teach all the skills necessary and make sure that they're pretty good at all of them and they're solid at all of them. Mm-hmm. That way, when it, during the game, if that opportunity arises, they know what to do and they can just, you know, act instinctually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think like another huge one too is you get in the whole systems and, and breakouts and forecheck argument. Like, for example, our minor midget kids <clears> – <throat> We didn't, we didn't do systems all year. If you want to look at it as like five, five kids and systems, we did not do it once all year. But if you mm-hmm. break it down to some of the stuff that we worked on, well, we did one-on-ones in the corner. There, there's D1 and F1, right? And then we kind mm-hmm. of expanded and built on it through there. So then we end up with, with uh, like a two-on-one where we chip a puck in and D-man goes. There's F1, jumps in and, and hits him. And then F2 comes in with a puck and now we got a two-on-one coming out of the corner, just little things like that. Like we've, we built on, on a four check or built on a breakout all year, instead of diving into five kids trying to snap it around and you make two passes. And then, you know, now everybody's getting frustrated because we can't string, string four passes together. Mm-hmm. Now, and a lot of that has to do with like where you are spatially on the ice. And that comes back to, you know, watching the game, you know, from your perspective, watching the game, understanding, what's going on and like learning from, you know, the NHL when you watch them and, and learning from even like math and mathematics, like that, like the, the spatial awareness of, you know, all, everything is, you know, shapes. I mean, you, you can triangle the other team and, you know, you can align your guys to, to always two on one or three on one, the opponent, and you can keep the puck because you'll always have an option to pass to. Uh, yeah. So like when people understand that sort of thing, and when they can think at that level, then, you know, the whole game plan and the whole structure of the team changes and it becomes more creative because you're not limited to you have to do one, two, two, four check or you have to pass the puck and the guys are coming across. You can say, OK, as long as we play tight together and we're always supporting each other, we can you know, triangle them all the way up the ice because we know that we can have one or two options to pass to every time. Yeah, that's a huge that's a huge thing. I mean, you know what it's like when when D and forwards are necessarily on the same page, right? Now, mm-hmm. now we're making thirty foot passes instead of twenty foot passes, and you can't generate any flow, and you're you're always chipping in, or you're never can never kind of generate that speed and start snapping a puck around, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, uh, well, it's I frustrating, think- or when you do do it properly, it's like the game is just that much easier, right? Like it just feels yes. like everything's, everything's, everybody's gelling, everybody's moving. It goes back to the progression aspect. Of, like 
when, when you want to progress up and down the ice, you know, you're, if you just go for the home run right away, then the other team just knows what to do and they're just going to, they're going to prepare for it. But you pass, you know, you close support each other, just opens up the opportunity for a longer play later on. Like you watch, I get a lot of my tactics for hockey from soccer and watching, you know, if you watch soccer or not, but uh, when you watch someone like Spain who has dominated for you know, the last 10, 15 years in soccer, they, you know, they use the tiki taka, but, but you know, they, they always were three men in motion and, you know, the, the player with the ball always had two options to pass to. And then one player was in motion. One player was a support anchor. And then when he would pass, he would then move again to get open. And it just moved like that all the way up and down the field. And then it got to a point where the other team would lose focus and lose their man. Then there would be a little bit of a longer pass that would open up and then they'd take their chance and they would score. Mm. I think it's all, it's all like progressions, right? It doesn't really matter what you want to do. You need to, it's got to start with, with one or two and then progress into five players. Like I look at most of the kids I deal with are triple A kids or throughout the season. Right. So when we're practicing, I'll go early and watch a practice before us or, or watch, you know, a as somebody else's team. And it's you know, in September and they're chipping a puck in and they're trying to go D to D hit the centerman hit the wall forward and then zip a hundred foot pass across the ice to your other your guy. And you're at a peewee peewee. Yeah. Right? Like give yourself a chance. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you got, you got passes, you got starts, you got stops, you got forehand, you got backhand. Like you got to ease your way into it. Like yeah, I'm it all has- for, I'm all for, you know, whatever you want to do. If, if you're a coach and you want to, do a breakout, but I mean, there's a right and a wrong way to get there. And I mean, as much as everybody says, no, no systems in minor hockey and that sort of thing, right? Like you can do systems. You not going to start off with doing a two, one, two in, in peewee and practice in September, right? Week yeah. One. You have to progress. You got to progress to it. You're going to start with your, with a one-on-one in the corner and, and work your way out. Like we did, We've done full systems for one or two practices before we started playoffs. That was, that was it throughout the year. Like we worked on piece and stuff together probably since September and we're in, I guess, February now, February, mid February was our, our first practice of doing like a five, five on five, like one, two, two, four check, something like that. Right. So yeah. we worked on it since September and in, in small pieces. So now we get it together and like it's boom, boom, boom. Execution is dead on and, and we've got the puck back in practice. Right. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, there's there's a systematic way to do everything. If if you just got to make sure that you're taking the proper steps to, yeah. to get to your end goal, like you can't just go. You know, you gotta, I love I love that basketball player. He says, just trust the process, right? But you just got to trust the process. It's, yeah. <laughs> you do, you do, you do. It, you know, like and people forget that the, the human aspect, the humanness of it all, right? Like they, they think, oh, I'm just going to, we're just going to do this uh, two on two or we're going to do this, whatever this is. And then you go and you try to do it in a game. And then, you know, you forget that there's, there are actual people doing the, the roles right and and things happen and you can never really be prepared for what's going to happen in a game and that goes back to like development and you know a lot of what we do with shifted when we're assessing games i don't know if you notice it or not like when you watch your own team too but you know a lot of it you know with body language or with preparation for games or you know then you can start to see you know which players tend to make mistakes um over and over and then which players will make a mistake learn from it and then correct it or work hard to correct it and then you know like that's the kind of stuff that we're looking for so i mean yeah with with what we're doing uh with shift i know you've been a part of it since the since the beginning here um you know do you do you find that you know what we've done and what we are trying to accomplish uh with shift it has kind of 
helped or does it really not play into the way you guys, the way you'll approach like coaching? I think it, it absolutely helps. Like, cause I mean, it's only, it's only a game, right? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, we're, whether I'm involved with a team or not, like if I'm evaluating somebody's game, I'm trying to help that kid get better. Mm-hmm. That coach, I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling a kid, which is a, whatever, you know, whatever that coach is telling him, I'm not telling him that's wrong or right or whatever the case is. I'm only there to try and help that kid get better individually on what, what clips of him I'm watching. So um, I think it's only beneficial to, to everybody involved. Um, and like I said, I love that you brought up body language and preparation too, because that's, that's two of my biggest things. Um, preparation for your game and like preparation and pra- like starts with your practices too. For right? sure. So if you're not dialed in and practice, you've only got two practices a week to get for your weekend when you, when you're playing. So if you're not, if you're not, focused and engaged in practice like you're in a tough spot when you get to these games it's almost more detrimental it's sorry no go on is involved with minor midget now and and this you know going around and talking to those guys and that sort of thing body right up there with you know how good the the player is Mm -hmm. if there there could be a kid that's that's, you know, off the charts, talented and that sort of stuff. They'll evaluate body language the same way that, you know, the kid's skill and, and work ethic and all that get evaluated too, right? Like it's, they're not, they're not going to leave any stone unturned now when there's so much on the line. Um, so going back to, what we do in evaluating and, and helping out players on an individual basis. Like those are all the individual things that everybody else looks at that as a coach being on the ice twice, we can practice. And then you get a couple of games. Like you got somebody else, another set of eyes trying to help you out. It's only going to benefit that, that kid. And if it's benefiting the kid, then it's benefiting his line and his demon and, and then the rest of the team, like it's only going to help everybody that's involved to get better. Right. So, um, I don't think there's an argument out there to be had that would say that, you know, an outside source evaluating kids play and helping that individual get better. Um, you know, as long as that you're approaching it with the kids best intentions. Um, I mean, it's only going sure. to help everybody involved, right? It's for sure. And that's the, that's the whole basis of the way why it was created is because, you know, we want to give back. We want to help the, the kids that are coming up, you know, after us. And we want to leave the game in a better situation than what we found it in. And I think, you know, the, the way we are going about it is to put the the needs of the kid first. And the, by needs, I mean, you know, what they're going to need as tools to be people and to be athletes. And I think, you know, it's just, it's just such a, a fun thing to do because I, I don't know if you noticed it too, but when, when you do the analysis of the game, like I feel like I'm learning uh, a lot as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm, when I'm assessing one of these kids uh, performances, I notice that I'll bring it into my own games and I'll be thinking like, Hey, I just told this kid to, you know, get back hard for his D partner. And, you know, I better do that in the game too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're working hard and and you're putting the player's best intentions first, then I mean, then you're you're in the right place, and and that's when good things happen when everybody works hard and um, you know takes the proper steps to help somebody get better. It's for sure. Right? For sure. Like, good things. I love listening to Mike Babcock. Like. I use so many of his one-liners all the time, but like they're they're so true. Like you could you could coach it somebody like on cliches, right? Like it's uh-huh. 
Yeah, and stuff, you, all the stuff he says is so like, especially with kids nowadays. Like they want it. Everybody wants to know why. Why do I want to do this? You can't really tell somebody to go do it. Like you've kind of got to explain the whole story to them. And, yeah. Um, I love listening to his little sound bites or pre or post game things because it's he explains everything. I read his book and it's. I would recommend anybody to read his. Um, his book about the the 2000, 2014 Olympic gold medal run that they mm-hmm. that, right it's it's an awesome book and it's um, you know I feel like he always sticks to his game plan and sticks to what he believes in and and doesn't like veer off path on on how he thinks his team should play and, and that sort of thing and yeah because you know the back to the process but you can't if if you're going through a tough time. You can't switch up your approach. You just, you know, you got to stick with what you believe in, whether it's a coach or a parent or a player or, I mean, just in life, general work, in your work life. Like it's... For sure. Because, you know, the more I'm learning about mindset and, and, you know, like learning about, you know, even all this aspect of development and personal development, you know, the more I, I learn, you know, it's better to die on your own sword than someone else's, right? Like you, it's better to, you know, understand what you're trying to do and do it on your terms um, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, pandering to someone else's, you know, opinion of, of you and, and what you're trying to do. You know, if you, if you believe in what you're doing, you know, like you should stick by that, right? And, you know, if you, it's the people that get into problems are the ones who don't really believe in what they're doing, but they're doing it because they're afraid of what other people are telling them or will think of them. So, I mean, yeah, yeah that's... I don't, I think you just need to trust, you know, trust your approach and, and stick with it. And, you know, if, if your approach gets you to where you want to go, then that's great. But it's, um, it's, uh, it's important to just continue to do, what got you there and, and don't switch it up. Now, if For it doesn't, sure. it doesn't get you to your end goal, then you know what? Maybe you weren't, you weren't good enough or, or whatever the case is, but it's, you need to trust yourself to get you to where you want to go. You can't, you know, use somebody else's, um, whatever, you know, path and yeah, and it may not path. get to where you want to go, yeah. right? Like you gotta, you gotta stick to what you know. And if it gets you to where you want to go, then great. If not, then you know what? It you wasn't know, meant to be. And you gotta, you gotta, you know, go back to the drawing board and, and figure out another way that, uh, to get where you want to go. Yeah. Like me, you know, like if I walk in your footsteps, I'm not going to get to where I was supposed to go. I'm going to get to where you, you ended up, right? Like it's just, it's just how, you know, how it is, right? But yeah. I know I know you're kind of uh, tight for time here because you've got to jump back on the ice and do another lesson. But I was uh, just about to bring that up, so thank you for... Uh, yeah, no, I know. I've been watching I the clock here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, so, I mean, where can people find you? I mean, because you're doing some good work, and, uh, you know, if... If people are up, you know, in the Barrie area or, you know, just anywhere, really, and they want to get some good feedback from a, a good guy and a, and a smart coach who it, knows his process and is trusting his own process, where can the, the people find you? You can find me at NTR and Barrie. Um, my, my Instagram, I use uh, Apex Hockey Training. So if you want to go at Apex Hockey Training and fire me a message and we can connect through there or – um, fire me an email, Zach McCullough four at Gmail, Z A C H M C C U L L O U G H, the number four at Gmail. Um, I'm always available to help, to help anybody get better. I, lo- I love being a part of the process and somebody else's process and helping, um, you know, to get better just as much as I love getting better. I, I like trying to help, um, other people get to where they if they want to go to. So, um, if anybody's got any questions, um, or just wants to chat about uh, talk shop about the game. Um, I've always got time for that. Yeah, that'd be great. I think 
even uh, when you guys are, you know, in the OMHA finals here, uh, we'll be following along and hopefully you guys can do some good work and make it to the OHL cup. Cause that would be really, really cool. And, you know, maybe we can get you to uh, do some shifted work while you're there and maybe uh, do some uh, interviewing of some of the kids. And that'd yeah, be great. Absolutely. I know, I know we, we got a bunch of hard workers, so I know we're going to work hard and then, you know, whatever happens happens, but um you know, it's nice to see the kids respond the way they have, and and uh, to get this far is is quite an accomplishment too, right now. So awesome! Uh, they've definitely bought in. Yeah, they're buying in. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, you know, we, we'd love to have you on again to to connect, and you know, hopefully, you guys do well this uh, this upcoming week here, and then uh, we'll reevaluate your status going into the, uh, the next round, and we'll see how it goes, but. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate you being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you. I had a good time catching up. For sure. All right. Well, uh, we'll look forward to chatting next time. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. All right. Take care. See ya. Ciao. Hey there, podcast friends. We really appreciate you guys joining us and listening in to all the episodes. And uh, we're very thankful that you guys have joined us in this audio experience. But uh, did you guys know that we're on Twitter as well? Uh, at Shifted Hockey over on Twitter. That's where we kind of give a little bit more insight into, you know, some technical hockey stuff and a little bit more of the uh, analytics. And we kind of try to talk a little bit more about um, some hockey aspects that won't get mentioned in, you know, so say Instagram or something like that. And we try to engage in some more conversations over there. So head on over to Twitter. Uh, at Shifted Hockey and let us know uh, what your thoughts are and uh, if you have any questions about uh, anything hockey related uh, don't be afraid to send us a message or tweet at us. All right guys have a good day and thanks for listening.